Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we shape the mindset of the high achiever to think like an entrepreneur. We talk with masters of the craft to get the cheat codes to success, helping elite enterprisers level up and maximize their brand. I'm your host, Elsie, the mayor. Now let's get to it. All right, folks, welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Now podcast. We have with us Marcus. Marcus, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I could not be better. Marcus, before we get into the goods, can I get an oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I like your little intro, man. It's pretty (laughs) nice. I like that. That's good stuff. I appreciate that. So, Marcus, you're a busy guy. Would you say are your top three tips to productivity? Number one, be disciplined in everything that you do. Number two, be consistent in all that you do. And third, master the art of follow-up. It's huge. So if you're disciplined and you bring that to the table and you're focused and consistent, and then you are someone that has follow-up and you master the art of follow-up, I think that will help you big time in your business and help you to get to that next level. Now let's dig a little bit deeper on all three of those. Um, give us mm-hmm. um, maybe just one tip on how to be disciplined, right? Because discipline is one of those things where as much as I wish I could say you can teach it, you kind of can't. You could give insight and you can help people move in that direction. But w- what's your take? How do you pass on the discipline of discipline? So honestly, when it comes to discipline, you have to have that internal fire, that internal flame to want to be disciplined. Like you said earlier, someone can give you some ideas, advice, maybe a high level strategy. But like, for example, I go to the gym every single day, every day. This morning I woke up 530 in the morning, got myself together, took let my dogs out, went to the gym. And I was there from six o'clock working out and I finished about 7.15. I did my lift, worked with my trainer for my boxing session. So my point here is that discipline to me is the internal flame and or desire to do what you need to have done, knowing a lot of times you may not want to do it, but you still have to get it done. Yeah. And I like how you said discipline plus focus and consistency. When you're thinking about consistency, again, it's one of those things where if I could bottle it up and sell it, I'd be a billionaire. But how do you help people move to consistency? You got to just show up, man. Like you got to show up. And that's what I tell. I'm a former NFL athlete. I tell all of my NFL brotherhood, when we are transitioning out of the game into corporate America, everyday life, 
we are no longer the athletes on the field that people are yelling, screaming, chanting for. For example, we interviewed Michael Strahan on our podcast. His episode came out on our show last week. And Michael said that a lot of times athletes, former players, expect people to come up to them, want to engage them, want to connect with them. And Michael said, man, you can't think like that. You have to go up, get out of your comfort zone and show up and meet people and say hello and tell them your name. And you got to be consistent. I tell all my coaching clients, same thing. You just have to show up. Like when you show up and you bring your A game, that's when you can level up and you can literally get to where you want to be, which is that next level as a successful person. One of my favorite comedians is uh, is Chris Rock. And the funny thing about him is even when he's serious, he's funny. And he was talking about fatherhood and he was talking about how hard it is and um, and giving some insights. And he said to him, 80 percent of it was just showing up. Just being there. <laughs> and so that goes to, to, to your point. But when, when you're talking about showing up, what are some ways to show up and some ways not to show up? Right. Because. Right. Let's be honest. Showing up is, is great. But if you show up wrong, then it almost is is as bad as not showing up. So what, what are some tips on showing up? Well, well, you always want to be dressed to impress when you show up somewhere. You always want to be able to whoever you're speaking to or being in front of you want to make sure you're dressed to impress. That's number one. Number two, just talk very professional, right? Leave the slang at home. Leave all the stuff that's not going to get you anywhere at home. And just be professional. And the third thing is just respect people and their time. I tell all my clients, I learned to play in the National Football League. You have to show up and you have to be somebody that's always on time and respect people's time because time is money. I don't care how wealthy you are. Time has no prejudice. It keeps moving regardless of your race, your ethnicity. It doesn't care. So you can't get it back. So when you show up, be sure to respect people and their time and don't waste their time because wasting their time is like wasting their money. Now, people who are listening to this might have an opinion about one of the, of the things that you said. You said, speak well, I think, and make sure you leave the slang at home. Now, is there a balance between showing up as your authentic self and just letting the chips fall where they may or showing up the way that your audience needs you to show up and will receive? What's your, your take on that? That's a great question. So here's the thing. In the beginning, every relationship starts out on belief, right? So if you're trying to get with somebody, right? My recommendation to you is that you just need to learn how to speak to the audience and what they need to hear from you. Now, once that audience knows you and belief turns to trust, then you can become more authentic and be more of your funny self. If that's who you are, you don't want to like keep who you are like all bottled up. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is when we're trying to get people's business right in the beginning process, they don't know us. So if we take things too far or we're too, you know, authentically trying to always joke around and do things like that, that people that we know that we're trying to get business from are a little bit more conservative, then it could hurt us getting the business, right? 
So you have to understand who you're talking to, right? The best business owners I've been around are able to adapt and pivot to who they're talking to, right? Know your audience. If, you're, if your target audience is like lackadaisical and a little bit more just funny, go shallant, you go that direction. If they're a little bit more conservative, a little bit more stiff and stodgy, my recommendation is you need to get to that level with them, connect with them. Once you've connected with them and the belief turns to trust and they know you and they know your quality of work and they know how reliable you are, then you can be more of yourself. For example, one of my best clients, right? A company, a guy named is Tim Engel, works at Weaver Popcorn. He used to work at Red Gold Quality. Tim, when I first met him, he's conservative from Indiana, all this type of stuff. So I was very conservative. I brought the same energy that Tim brought. But as I got to know Tim and that belief turned to trust, Tim, I found I was a huge football fan. Buffalo Bills, who I played for. So I got to become more of myself with Tim, joking about, you know, the football or talking Bills Mafia or talking more about, you know, funny things now because three years in, right, our relationship has grown from belief to trust and from client to friend. And now because that relationship is stronger, I can be more of my authentic, funny self because he knows me and he also knows when I have to do business, I'm a businessman. I turn it on like that. And that's the difference, right? If people don't know you, they don't know if you're going to be funny all the time and laid back. Can you really be serious and conduct business? They don't know that because they don't know you. So you need to always just talk and be verbose and loquacious to your audience based upon who you're talking to. As you build trust with them, you can then start to develop more of that let's have fun, authentic type of of style. That's my opinion. That is a very good perspective, and I love the way you put it. Now, I want to dig a little bit deeper into follow-up, but before we get to the follow-up and some tips there, if you're anything like me, Marcus, I know there might be a lot of these, but if you could just think of one. What is the stupidest thing you've done? What is that thing that you think of and you're like, man, that was not my best moment? My non-best moment was my first ever corporate speaking job when I spoke for a client, NetApp, and I was talking more about my business and my business failure and trying to keep it more business-related, right? And I thought I crushed the event. Then I went to lunch with the guy who hired me a week later, and I found out, oh, yeah, Marcus, great speech, great energy, just wrong topic. And I said, what do you mean wrong topic? Like, you know, I was, you know, this is business, and I was talking about my business and all this. I said, well, Marcus, no, 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 no. We are healthcare providers, doctors, nurses. We want to hear more about your football, your CTE, what you've gone through. That's what excites us. Not your business construction stuff because we don't understand that. So that was the stupidest thing I ever did was I went into something totally unprepared because I thought, well, I'm a big football player. They're going to love everything I have to say. Well, yeah, if you'd have stuck the football down, you'd have been better off. But that was probably the dumbest thing I ever did. Talk about the wrong topic with my first ever corporate speaking client. 
But that, I, I think we you must have been reading my notes because that's a perfect segue to talking about follow up, right? The fact that you went to lunch to, to dinner, right? You you followed up. So give us some other tips, keys to success when it comes to following up. Live by your calendar. Live by it. Your calendar is going to allow you to follow up consistently, and it's not going to be where you're going to be overbearing or like troublesome or, some, or a nuisance. That's how I got my good friend now, Tim Engel, to be able to become a client. I met him in April 2019, had our first talk then. He would tell me, Marcus, thought, call me in a month, call me in two, whatever the case was, right? And I put it in my calendar. I called him the day he told me to call him and the time, every single time. I never missed a call with him. I never missed an exact time with him. And he told me, he said, Marcus, when he hired me in October of 2019 to speak for him in January 2020, he said, Marcus, your follow-up was the best that I've ever seen. The best. You called me on the exact day you said you were going to call me and the exact time we agreed to. Every time. It took me seven months. April, May, June, July, August, September, October, seven months to land that job. But that follow-up turned into over $75,000 of work from that client in 18 months. And my good friend is now at a new company, Weaver Popcorn. I'm going to get some consulting with him. He 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 told me to call him April 1st. Uh, and he said, shoot an email April 1st, 10 o'clock. You can bet your bottom dollar, April 1, 10 a.m. That email will be in this email box. What time can we catch up? When can we have a call to go ahead and solidify this consulting contract? This will be for between, who knows, between maybe 30 to 60 grand potentially for this consulting contract. But all this started off of the follow-up. I had with 10. A lot of times people don't follow up. And and I hope your audience remembers this. It's not the client's job to stay on our radar. It's our job to stay on the client's radar. So my tip, very simplistic, live by your calendar. Put days in you're supposed to call people the times you're supposed to call them, and by God, you call them, text them, email them, message them, those days, those times, and you will master the art of following them. Wow. I I feel like, I hope you don't send us an invoice because those are all very good practical tips. And if you're listening to this, Enterprisers, you do those three things, the things that we talked about in this conversation, you will be successful. So Marcus, thank you so much. If people want to reach out to you, learn more about what you do, or uh, just say hi, how can they do that? Yeah, man, they go to our website, www.marcusmarquesogden.com, or shoot us an email, marcus at marcusogden.com. Reach out to us, connect with us. We love to speak with you and see if we can help you turn your goals into accomplishments. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. If you got value from today's show, we want you to join the Enterprises Elite email list for more nuggets and resources. And remember, 
No excuses, just execution. Go get it. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.